This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. We will get to our episode in a moment, but first, Paula and I appreciate all of the continued support out there. We have over a million downloads, and we want to keep growing. If you could leave a positive rating on our podcast, we would greatly appreciate it. Also, tell a friend or family member about our show. Now, let's throw another log on the fire, campers. Let's dig up a new mystery. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with us, as always, is our award-winning journalist who spent 30 years telling these kinds of stories with the Akron Beacon Journal, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everybody. How about a ghost story tonight? I love a good ghost story, but only when I can relate it to real history, and this tale has that in spades. We're going back to the golden era of the steamboat, when thousands of them plied the waters of the Ohio River in the 19th century and into the 20th century. The object of our haunting is the Delta Queen, a very special boat. It's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And though it's currently docked and undergoing renovations, it bills itself as the last overnight paddle wheel steamer in America and fully intends to return to the waters of the Ohio and Mississippi rivers as soon as possible. Now, there are some people convinced that even though the ship's docked, there is somebody on board that never leaves. One of her old captains, who was something of a human attraction, warm, funny, and attentive to passengers, skilled at the wheel, and positively unique as the first woman to ever be licensed to pilot a steamboat. She was Cincinnati's own Mary Becker Green, more commonly called Captain Mary or just plain Ma. Now, the Delta Queen has logged more than 2 million miles of waterways in its history. Some of that happened before it came into Ma Green's hands. Work on building the ship's machinery began in 1924 in Scotland. That'll be a full century next year. The cranks and paddle wheel shaft were created in Germany, and the whole thing was assembled at a stockyard in California. 
1927, both the Delta Queen and her sister ship, the Delta King, set off on their maiden voyages. Now, the Queen's first owner was a California company that put it into service on Western waterways. Then, in 1940, the U.S. Navy acquired it and used it to transport Navy reservists. When Pearl Harbor was attacked on December 7, 1941, the Delta Queen became a hospital transport. The Delta Queen served her country admirably, and after the war's end in 1946, it was ready for the next chapter. A Cincinnati company named Green Line Steamers bought her. It was quite a production getting her over to Ohio. She had to be transported down the Pacific coastline, which was quite a feat for a steamboat to be out on the open sea. She had to get to the Panama Canal, where she became the first steamboat to have ever passed through that historic route that allows vessels to move between the Pacific and Atlantic. Then she made her way to New Orleans and up the Mississippi to her new home base on the Ohio River, a journey of 29 days. The Delta Queen was overhauled, her teak handrails polished, and her Tiffany-style stained glass and crystal chandeliers made to glisten in this old Victorian charm. Then, On June 21, 1948, she was ready to go back into service. Green Line Steamers was owned by Captain Tom Green, who had followed his parents into the trade. His father, Gordon, and his mom, Mary, were licensed pilots and had been features on the Ohio and Mississippi rivers for half a century. After Tom bought the Delta Queen, Captain Mary was eager to get back to work. At the age of 77, she became the boat's honorary captain and full-time hostess. Mary had learned the trade by helping her husband, Gordon, back when they founded Green Line Steamers in 1890. She would stand beside him in the pilot house and look over his shoulders when he was making repairs picking up quite a bit of knowledge and experience over the next 50 years. When she got her own pilot's license in 1897, she was reportedly the first woman in America to do so. Contemporaries of Mary said she was well-liked and respected in the industry, as well as among her patrons. She wasn't the typical captain in many ways. She would roll up her sleeves to cook and clean and entertain in between making repairs, keeping the books, and steering the boat through the waterways that snaked through America's heartland and the Deep South. St. Louis, Louisville, New Orleans, Nashville, Memphis, Pittsburgh, and of course, Cincinnati. She was a tough cookie. She gave birth to her son, Tom, in dramatic fashion. Mary and Gordon were operating their side-wheeler, Greenland, when it got stuck in an ice jam. Just as Mary had gone into labor, she gave birth to him on the ship, stuck in the ice jam, far from anyone who could help them. So, I guess you could say Tom was literally born into the business. 
When Tom bought the Delta Queen, Mary permanently moved onto her son's ship, taking up residence in Cabin G. She loved meeting and interacting with the guests on the ship, as she always had. Many of them had specifically chose the ship so they could meet her. And so on it went for the next three years. Then, on April Fool's Day of 1949, the Delta Queen pulled away from the dock in Cincinnati for a routine trip to New Orleans. It was during that extended trip that Captain Mary died in her cabin. The boat returned to Cincinnati, and many came to pay their respects to a woman who could easily have worn the title Delta Queen herself. She had spent 59 years in the steamboat industry, 52 of them as a captain. Sadly, her son Tom also died just a year later from a heart attack while standing at the wheel of the Delta Queen. After the last of the Greens died, the boat changed hands several times over the course of the next few years. At one point, it was owned by the Coca-Cola Company, But several people claimed one thing never changed. Mary Becker Green remained on board. One of the first encounters was an entertainer on the ship who reported seeing a woman in a 1930s dress each night for three nights. The woman just seemed to disappear whenever he would look up and try to focus on her. He thought it a strange enough apparition that he should go tell the captain. And he was on his way to the captain when he passed a portrait of Captain Mary, still proudly displayed on the ship. It was the woman he had seen, he insisted. Others are said to have seen her, not always in some fancy 1930s attire, but several guests reported seeing her in a long green robe, just strolling the corridors. Whenever they would run up to keep track of her as she rounded a corner, they would find she disappeared. Perhaps the most stunning encounter was reported in 1982 when first mate Mike Williams said he was sleeping on the ship during annual repairs. He was alone, but he was awakened by an urgent-sounding whisper in his ear. Then he heard a door slam and wondered who was on the ship with him. So he jumped up and headed in the direction of the sound. That's when he entered a room and discovered water pouring in from a broken intake pipe. Was that Mary warning him of impending trouble? His timely discovery may have saved the ship. In another incident, that same Mike Williams said he was approached by a new employee, a woman who was serving as the ship's new purser. The woman needed his help because an elderly woman had called to the office to report that she was feeling very ill, and the new purser knew that Mike Williams had medical training. So Mike followed the purser, and they went to the cabin where the woman was said to have called from. Not only was there no woman, the cabin wasn't even supposed to be occupied. The two became convinced it was Mary. And maybe Mary had been playing matchmaker because that Mike Williams, the first mate, ended up marrying that purser. 
and for years to come, they would tell people that Ma Green was the one who introduced them. Now, not all visitations by Mary were welcomed. On another occasion, a crew was filming a documentary on the boat when a cameraman, getting some footage of the pictures of past ship captains, suddenly screamed and fell backward on the floor. His co-workers ran to his side wondering if he was having a medical issue because for a moment all he could do was gasp and point. When he finally got his voice again, he explained that when he saw the portrait of Captain Mary through his viewfinder, the picture came alive. He was convinced he was looking at Mary, not a framed image. The man was so disturbed, he refused the rest of that trip to sleep alone in his cabin. One final interesting encounter Mary Green had always been a fierce opponent of alcohol. The ship never served alcohol, and she actively supported the temperance movement to ban booze nationally. But after she died, not surprisingly, the rules on the ship changed. The new owners built a saloon on board. Just after the saloon was completed and put into action, the Delta Queen was sailing along when suddenly it was hit by a barge. It was a direct hit into the saloon, destroying it. Now, there may have been some who didn't believe Mary could have had a hand in pulling that together, but they might have thought differently a little later when they finally pulled the barge from the steamboat, only to see the vessel's name clearly displayed. It was the Mary B. Now, there's a lot about this historic ship online, but I wanted to give credit to a book called Ghosts of Cincinnati, The Dark Side of the Queen City by Terry Casper and Dan Smith, who did a great job pulling all these details together. As for you adventurers out there, you can learn more about the ship at deltaqueen.com. The website says the owners are trying to raise funds to put the ship back into action after some hurricane damage and some funding troubles related to that whole pandemic thing. But you can see pictures of the ship and the cabins, and you can sign up to be notified if and when they get seaworthy again. That's it for tonight, listeners. For photos, news clippings, and more on this and every episode, hop on over to ohiomysteries.com. Also, for more shows like ours, head on over to killerpodcasts.com. We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.